Good afternoon. Today is Tuesday, October 6, 2020, and I'm Mike Finer from Finer Wealth Management. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the upcoming election. Uh, today is Tuesday, and four weeks from today is the actual presidential election. Now, what does the stock market have to do with the election? Generally, over the last 80 to 100 years, the stock market has predicted with very fine accuracy who will be elected based on how the stock market performs from August through October prior to the election. As you might suspect, if the market is fairly strong between August and October, the incumbent or the incumbent party tends to win the election. On the other hand, if the stock market is weak to tepid in the August through October time frame, the new party tends to win the election. Right now, we're sort of in an in-between stage where the stock market is slightly up, but not strong. And the next couple of weeks will determine how well the stock market supports the incumbent party's re-election. Right now, where it is tepid, it would indicate that there will be a re-election of the new party, so most likely Democrats coming into power based on current statistics. That's not my opinion, that's just the history of the stock market. This week we have a special quarterly update. First, I'll begin with a brief update from last week. Stocks advanced last week, propelled by hopes that legislators may reach an agreement for a new fiscal stimulus package and optimism generated by a few corporate deals, as well as several initial public offerings. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose almost 2%, while the S&P 500 increased about a point in, uh, 1.5%. The NASDAQ Composite also gained almost 1.5% for the week. The MSCI EAFE Index which tracks developed overseas markets also advanced about 1.5%. Now let's talk about what happened over the last quarter. The summer actually brought an economic rebound in a continuation of the stock market rally that began in spring. In late September, in fact, the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta's GDP Now tracker estimated that real gross domestic product growth of approximately 32% for the third quarter. All three of the major Wall Street benchmarks advanced in quarter three. The S&P 500 added nearly 8%, ending the quarter up about 4% for the year. Even so, the United States equities slumped in September as traders worried that the stock market might be getting ahead of the economy. In Washington, though, the Federal Reserve altered its monetary policy stance in the forecast of lower interest rates for the near future. Hopes for another economic stimulus dimmed in Congress, as you may know. On Main Street, there was a different story as the coronavirus pandemic remained top of mind. But improvements in hiring, consumer confidence, and retail sales were clearly evident. Entering the fourth quarter, analysts have wondered how adroitly the financial markets might manage some unknowns a potential uptick in COVID-19 cases in the fall, the pace of vaccine development, and of course, most importantly, the outcome of the presidential election 
and undetermined prospects for additional economic support of businesses and hurting households. Many positive signals appeared in the quarter. Millions of Americans went to work again. Monthly net job growth topped almost 1.7 million in July and 1.3 million a month later. Unemployment, which had hit a high of 14.7% in April, fell from 10.2% in July to 8.4% in August. Consumer confidence, as measured by the Conference Board's monthly index, leaped to 101.8 in August from 86.3 in July. Home sales soared as summer began, and although that momentum tailed off, sales did not retreat. Residential resales were up almost 25% in July and another almost 2.5% in August. New home buying increased almost 5% for August and almost 15% for the July climb. For more than a century, the Federal Reserve has had two primary monetary policy objectives, as you may know, to manage inflation and to guide the economy toward a state of maximum employment. Historically, managing inflation has come first. So it made big news on August 27th when Fed Chairman Jerome Powell announced that the Federal Reserve Central Bank would seek to achieve inflation that averages 2% over time rather than proactively adjusting short-term interest rates when inflation approaches that established benchmark. In other words, it would tolerate a little more inflation than it had in the past as a trade-off for spurring the weakening economy. Stocks powered through July and August entering historic territory in midsummer. In particular, August saw a powerful rally in the NASDAQ composite, which climbed almost 10% in August alone, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which climbed almost 8%, finishing with the best August since 1984 in the United States. Advancing 7% to cap a five-month winning streak, the S&P 500 had its best August since 1986. September also got off to a good start with a record close for the S&P of 35.80. Then reservations about the rally surfaced. Traders began to question the sustainability of the summer economic recovery and whether a fall uptick in coronavirus infections might hurt business and consumer spending. The S&P ended September at 33.62, retreating almost 4% for the month. And that's why I mentioned previously that when the Dow and the S&P 500 decrease before a presidential election, it tends to be negative for the incumbent party. The 10-year Treasury, however, spent all of quarter three between half a percent and 0.75%, reaching the top of that range in late August. Now Wall Street enters the fourth quarter with a bit of uncertainty. The November election results may produce a number of reactions. There are only hypothetical guesses as to when coronavirus vaccines may appear and how effective they could be. The first reading of third quarter domestic, gross domestic product is on October 27th, roughly one week before the election, which is about three weeks away. Federal Reserve officials expect low interest rates and very little inflation through 2022. Sustained low interest rates could drive more borrowing and business investment and improve the outlook for the already surging housing market. Thanks so much for tuning in to this special edition of the Final Wealth Report and some of our pre-election commentary. 
we look forward to giving more pre-election commentary next week in updating how the stock market performance may affect the election in four weeks. As always, please feel free to give us a call at 978-740-1011 or call me at my cell phone at 617-285-6259 or email me at michael.finer at finer.com. Thanks so much and we look forward to speaking with you soon. Thank you.